This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Wendy's 2 for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items, like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam. Crispy nugs. Crispy nugs. Strawberry lemonade. Dave's. Dave's. Nugs. Nugs. Sam. Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary. In U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Now back to Riffin' with Raph and AD on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What's going to be doing on Saturday night? Celebrating Rivington Award, baby. We are back, 93.7 The Ticket. And we have actually a text come in on the Sarder Heyman hotline, 402-464-5685. Dave, I have got to ask you this. This is this is a question of questions. Right. So back in your playing days, <laughs> say you walk into a local downtown establishment and a barroom brawl would happen to take place, who are you taking as your tag team partner? Any of the wrestlers from the University of Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Always take a wrestler. That's all. I, I had some dumb, you know, so, Football players are not the smartest people in the world. And they'd go down to P.O. Paris back in my day. And then, they, you know, this guy's 265, 70 pounds. He's getting beat up by a 165-pound guy. I'm like, you don't mess with wrestlers. They're, no. they're, they're, they're like Navy SEALs. There's, there's certain people you, don't, you just don't mess with. It's college wrestlers, you know, wrestling was the toughest sport I participated in. Uh, and, uh, and I'm like, these guys they don't leverage. You always you always go with the wrestlers. Let's put it that way. I always made my, made sure my friends were guys who were not you know they're I knew they weren't great athletes, but they're really smart. <laughs> and believe me, when you get older, you know you want the smart guys on your side. But you want the, you want the guys who you know can take care of themselves when you're young. And the wrestlers were always the guys that you stayed away from and you made friends with. There you go, Dave. Another question <laughs> that came in, man. This actually this is a very good one right here. Has anyone from Penn State ever apologized to you that 1982? And this, I'm just gonna get a few at the same time. The guy uh, okay. <laughs> asked the same question. Um, well, the, the referee should apologize. That's who should apologize. That was the worst call I ever seen in my oh life. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah, but you know, Coach Osborne, and he probably should have put a. You know, that was one time I wish he was a little more. You know, more like Bo Pelini. This guy caught the ball three yards out of bounds. What? You know, I'm not that smart. I can see that. Like, you know. But uh, yeah, you know, Coach Coach Osmond was laid back that way. He didn't put up a fight on that one. But uh, 
Yeah. You know, Dave, this know. is probably four, you know, probably three or four years ago. I'm speaking at an event, and a um, former equipment manager for Penn State was at the, came up to me after I was finished speaking, man, and he shows me that ring. And he goes, and he just starts smiling. He goes, you know, this is this from the 1981-82 championship, whatever it was. And I, yeah. I just smiled at him. I said, was he inbounds or out of bounds? He goes, I'm pleading the fifth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's clearly out of bounds. You know, I, you know, we had a couple of games like that with Clemson and the Orange Bowl. I was like, you know, never mind. I'm not even going to do that. It still hurts, man. <laughs> it's like, you got to be kidding me. You know? But, uh, yeah, part of, the, part of the charm of being a, a college football player, you got no say. You just got to take it as it comes. You, know? you just roll with it. And that was before instant yeah. replay. If that's instant replay at, this, at that time, that's definitely getting overruled and overcalled, that's for sure. Exactly. Let's get reversed. Yeah. That, that Penn State game cost us the national championship. My yes, it did. Year. And then uh, we were pretty much playing for uh, the national championship against Clemson in the mm-hmm. Orange Bowl my, my junior year. I, I, we would have been close. I think yeah. we would need a little help. But, uh, yeah. I, I think they you guys had got it, I think, earlier in the day there. I think you it had set up after the, the three losses in the earlier Bulls, and you guys would have beat Clemson yeah. and would have been national champions. Yeah. Don't, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple of a couple national championship rings that you're close to having. There but, you, go. you know, my my I always say that the eighties was the time that we had proved that we could be Oklahoma and we did finally and we and we could beat him in a fairly consistent basis. Always a great football team, always had a lot of respect for him. Uh, and then the nineties, you know, we proved to the you know, the country that we could take on any uh, Florida team who supposedly had uh, much better talent uh, and, and on the speed positions on the on the skill players and and take them down and they did. It took them a while, but it and it didn't happen. But when it happens like that and you progressively get better, you get incremental improvement uh, and you get to a point where you overtake somebody, then it's really it's it becomes fairly easy to maintain that as long as you know you can keep the hunger and you know it's back then it. It was really, it was really exciting because uh, the the uh, Oklahoma game for Coach Osborne was something that you know it, it had to wear on him because oh, yeah. we would get to that game and we just didn't have the, the the players in order to compete. And then they got to the point that we could compete, and then they got to the point that we were we we're actually personnel. We were just as good, if not better, than them, and we were probably better coached mm-hmm. because of Coach Osborne. It, it was just the thing was really stable and. It was just a nice, nice feeling to, and a nice place to play. It I was. mean, everything was pretty much the table was set. You do your job, and you're going to win. I think it's a little tougher now. They got the Big Ten. There's more, uh, you know, the, the, the playing field is more level for everybody because the money's everywhere. Yes. Uh, when I played, we probably had two or three games that we had to get super, you know, rev for. Uh, but now it seems like in the Big Ten, any any given any given Saturday, team can beat you. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess it's time for another one of my amazing questions here. Oh, I love your pre- questions, there, Chris. Go ahead, awesome. fire away. Awesome. All right. So, 1988, you end up going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh-huh. What was it like to have Buddy Ryan as your head coach? <laughs> I was funny, you know. He was a guy that was the exact opposite of Coach Osborne. <laughs> the guy was a total <laughs> nut, but he was a good coach, but he was a total nut. Um, 
I was there for one week, guys, and I was doing a radio show. It's kind of what we're doing here, but it was a live remote at a place called the Ribbit Rib House type of thing. And so I, I'm, at, I'm at a table. We have all the, the broadcasting equipment up on the desk, and uh, they're asked, they, have a, they have the people in the audience who seem to be drinking all day long, and they're waiting for us to do the show. Uh, they had a guy. I can't remember the guy's uh, the, the co-host name. But he was not well-liked in Philadelphia. And I was there for, like, this is my third or fourth day there. So I'm sitting at the table. The guy goes, uh, okay, we're going to take some questions from the audience. Blah, blah, blah. This guy comes stumbling up to the, to the microphone. He goes, he goes, his name was Howard Eskin. I remember now. Howard, he goes, he didn't have a question. He just said, you're a blankety, blank, blank. And he ran up and he knocked over all the, all the broadcasting equipment. Sparks are flying, and he takes the co-host and starts just banging, banging his head against the uh, the floor. And I'm like, oh man! I go while you're sitting I, I didn't there. I don't know what to do. So I I grabbed the guy, and I remember my only judo hold I can remember from Coach Jenny back at Omaha Brian. So I throw him. I put the Hadakajimi on him, and I, I'm choking him out. And, and and he's going down. And the lady goes, "You're going to kill him." He's, he, and then I go, "He goes, you better lighten up." And I lighten up. Another lady, the same lady goes, she's going to bite you. He's going to bite you. She's like taking a chunk out of my arm. And I, so I have to, I, I get him down on the ground and I'm sitting on like a big Buddha. I'm laying on this guy on his, you know, he's laying on his stomach and I'm sitting on his back waiting for the police to come. The next day, my picture's on the, I, I've only been there for like three or four days. The next day, my picture's on the front page. It says like Remington saying power to And, uh, now, I didn't know at the time, but uh, Coach did not like Howard Eskin. And so he goes to me, he goes, he goes he, and he's from Kentucky. He goes, there, me to the, what did you uh, study, veterinary medicine at Nebraska? And I go, well, no, why? Because <laughs> you saved that dribble's life last night. <laughs> so, from there on, Buddy and I had a little problem. But no, actually, Buddy was good. It was good. I saved that story just for you guys. I love That's it, man. awesome. Quite a setup. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that that was a lot of fun. And uh, Philadelphia was a different type of place. I can tell. They loved me because they got me for next to nothing. And we went to the playoffs, and uh, we came really close to beating uh, Chicago in the Fall Bowl. So, mm. I mean, they, they kind of they, they liked me there. So, that was good. I liked that place. Well, I'm sure uh, Drizzlefish that, that t- uh, texted in, if you were in a barroom brawl, will we know who was glad that you were in a barroom brawl when they were there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the weirdest thing. I mean, I, like I said, I was literally there for like three days. And then I saved this guy's life. My picture's on the front page. And the coach does with that comment. I said, that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard by a coach. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you study veterinary medicine in the bathroom? You saved the girl's life. I never forget that. That is awesome. <laughs> Dave, let me ask you this, man. What was see, it? See, Aaron, Aaron's seen me at my event. I very seldom say more than three words. I mean, no, this, yeah, this is awesome, man, because at the event, it's like Dave just comes behind stage. Aaron, get me off the stage as quick as you yeah, possibly I, can. I, I do my two minutes of – yeah, if I could speak, do public speaking, I'd be a president, I tell you. <laughs> you know what? I think Raph has got one more for you before I hop into the next little segment before we let you out of here, Dave. All right, go ahead. All right. My, my final question for now, but I'm already asking. I hope that we can have you on again sometime because this has been 
Sure. Amazing. You know, I, Amazing. I only have one story like that, unfortunately. I shouldn't say it again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it gets better with time. You know? it's not better well, hey, by that time, maybe we'll have, like, added our next 10 listeners, and then it'll be brand new to them. So we'll be, <laughs> we'll be, we'll be all good to go come that time. My last question for you is, what was it like in practice? I would assume that you'd went up against uh, Reggie White and Jerome Brown. What was it like going up against those two? Oh, great players. Well, Reggie was, uh, you know, the reason I went to Philadelphia was because of the defense they had. I played at Cincinnati where we were more offensive-centric. We were, we were a very good offense, but defense we were just middle of the road or below average. So going to a team like Philly that had a great defense was phenomenal. Um, I mean, you know, and, and at the time, their offense, Philly's offense was a t- team that used to, like, lead the league in sacks and stuff. So I figured I could go there and help them out, get some things squared away on the offensive line. And so they, they brought in uh, Ronnie Heller, who's from uh, Penn State of all places, and we became great friends. And then uh, myself, and uh, we ended up going, you know, from having 144 sacks to cutting it at a half, and that was still way more than it should have been. But, uh, you know, we had a quarterback, who was like Randall Cunningham was the guy who was really yeah. hard to know where he was going to be yeah. because he was so uh, accustomed to getting us out of jams and running down the field that he didn't have a lot of confidence so uh, to step up and throw. And uh, so, you know, that that was the one thing. What was the question again? Let me know you got me sidetracked. Oh, that was, was just, great. <laughs> what it was like in practice going up against Reggie Wright. Oh, going against Reggie? Reggie and Jerome. Thank goodness for me that Reggie wasn't a guy who had to practice a 1,000%. I mean, you know, as long as you made it look good, he was going to just he – could, he could turn it on and turn it off. Mm-hmm. But during games, he had a club a club move that would I mean he would throw you into the you know next you know the guy it was phenomenal and mm-hmm. and and Brown was the same way very strong very quick um, took chances and and slanted when he was wasn't supposed to but he was a great player too great defense that defense was fun to watch from the sidelines and see him play because you always got the ball in such great position because they would get so many turnovers. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. That that was a that was a great team to play for. You know, Dave, those are the stories are amazing. And just as you were sharing, my mind just rolled back. I had the privilege to meet Reggie White when he was playing for the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrone Williams, <clears throat> our former team, you know, former teammate at Nebraska, former roommate, was playing for the Packers at the time. And uh, invited us back to the locker room, et cetera. But I had a chance to meet Reggie, just a gentle giant, man. Just a mm-hmm. gentle giant, phenomenal yeah. player. I mean, great athlete, even better person. Still seems weird that, that he's no longer with us, you know, but just an amazing yeah. Uh, yeah. individual. That was a shock when he passed away. I think I'm about, I remember about Reggie. It's, uh, you know, how locker room talks can get fired up and that people can say things that are kind of inappropriate mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, curse words. And Reggie would just stop everybody. Hey, 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 we don't need to curse here. <laughs> I wasn't used to that as a player. He's like, you know, if, if the offensive linemen couldn't curse, they didn't really know what to say. You know? <laughs> Dave, tell us this, man. We're going to say this little part. We're going to let you get out of here. Tell us real fast um, the importance, why you stayed with the Assassin Foundation since 1995 i know we're um you know some things are changing for you uh but yeah. why why have you been with them so long why is why cf so well my here? one of my best friends in the whole wide world boomer size and his his son was diagnosed when he was two i was living living over in hong kong 
at the time. And he asked, he called me up and he said, hey, would you help me out? My son's been diagnosed with CF. I'm looking for uh, somebody to help me out with this. And, uh, you know, so he was, I said, yeah, whatever you need. You just tell me. I'm just, you know, I'm learning import-export in Hong Kong. I, 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 this is not that much fun. So, yeah, so we started it in 93 and have we raised probably 120 million dollars wow. uh, for cystic fibrosis we've seen uh drugs like tricapta the vertex drugs that the, the three series of vertex drugs come in it's really improved the longevity of people with cf uh gunner's just had a gunner's wife just had a baby wow. and that was that's something as a person who's been raising you know raising money and doing these things for cf to see that when we started, that the life expectancy for a person with CF was about 21, and now he's around 35, 36. Uh, he has his own child. You know, it, you can't ask for anything better than that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just an amazing run. We continue. I'll, I'll continue to uh, do the Remington Trophy as long as they let me for him. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's a great guy. I've been very blessed and fortunate to have a friend like that. And, uh, you know, that's all I can say, I guess. It's just, it's been a great ride, but I'm 60, 61, 62 years old. And I got a lot of things I want to do, uh, as far as traveling and do things like that. And I've been like things that I, I haven't really had to put on the back burner, but I've got a lot more I want to do. Awesome. So, and I've got a, a, a photography, uh, hobby that I really want to capitalize on. I'm, I'm fairly proficient at it. Yes, and so are. I'm going to, uh, I'm probably going to, you know, explore that a little bit with the, in this NFT era, who knows, oh, yeah. who knows what can happen with that kind of there stuff. So, um, I'm just looking now, so we'll see what happens. Dave, man, I can't tell you because Cabral, how much me and Raph appreciate you taking the time to be on the, uh, the radio to spend this time just sharing just gems of stories, wisdom, insight, et cetera. Hey, and I, Aaron, I, I, I owe you so much over the years for what you've done for us. Uh, and I, I wish you and Chris the best of luck doing the show. I know you guys would be wonderful. Um, and I can't wait to see you on Saturday. And thanks so much for everything you've done to help us raise money for cystic fibrosis over the years. We've got uh, Tyler Lindebaum from Iowa coming in. We're looking to celebrate his season. And we've got uh, Aaron Graham, Nebraska great, coming back, getting the Gerald R. Ford Legends Award. Um, we've got uh, CF speakers. It's going to be a good night for everybody. Um, just looking forward to it. Dave, can't wait to see you Saturday night. Thanks again, bro. Much love. Go Big Red. We'll see you Saturday night, man. Very good. Thank you, guys. Thanks, thanks, Dave. You. You, bet. Have a great thanks night. you bet. And you bet. This is a 30 second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 live stream workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops. 
Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow.